You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast, a discussion of all things kink, fetish, diaz, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. Hello, Daddy Red or Red or whatever. Daddy. Hey. Daddy. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the True North Dom podcast. I am your host, Daddy Red, and I am with. I am Oban, also your co host. And uh, co host this time. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> co hosts. Uh, hey. Hey. How was summer? I know we did a recording May, a June. months ago. Yeah. And then May, we June. both had a lot going on in life. I was traveling into uh, Egypt there and you were moving. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we were both um, having MIA. adventures. <laughs> you should, um, you yeah. I mean, we won't talk about it on the podcast, but. You like went to Europe. Oh my God. I mean, to Egypt. Like, Egypt. How, how cool. But, anyways, um, uh, did you do it? Like, how was the rest of your summer? Like, you were back, like, what, July? Uh, I was gone June through July. It was pretty good. Just did some scuba diving in the Red Sea. Total different culture. I was a little apprehensive. Yeah. But, um, but the food was epic. Um, and there was, Parts I liked and parts I didn't like. My brain fried. Like literally, it was so hot. You feel your brain fried. Oh, yeah, no. It's <laughs> it's ridiculously hot. It is ridiculously yeah. hot there. And you, but yeah, at least you it's a dry hot. It's a dry <laughs> hot at least. Dry. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the hammerheads are perfect for diving at this time, right? Oh, uh, like, okay. That's why. You, did you, okay, so did you go in the Red Sea or did you go in the Mediterranean? Red Sea cool yes cool okay so do you do anything kinky like anything not there but i mean like this summer like have you done any fun stuff or what not in egypt i did not although i did get some session inquiries and i was like no i'm on fucking holiday (laughs) well first of all besides the fact you're on holiday isn't um aren't they very restrictive and conservative there uh i don't know but it's not something i want to fuck around with that's for sure you don't need to be arrested in some uh country yeah no no No. i'm good no no some some countries i feel good and okay to advertise that and do sessions like when i was in bonaire but yeah egypt's not one i want to fuck her we um we got quite a few fans from like the middle east and that in there like yeah we we do we get a small percent oh we were way up in the charts in saudi arabia I mean, yeah. I'm not sure how big the chart is there, but anyway. Like, <laughs> touche, touche. Yeah. Like winning a, you know, a two-man race, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, another joke. As far as like summer, I didn't, I haven't been going to any events in the last like year or two. It just doesn't interest me. Um, I think Kinkfest was my last event that I went to. But I mean, you're, you're in a relationship, you're in a long-term relationship and you, and you, and you're, you like do kink for um, a living. A living. Yeah. And not only that, like in my personal relationship, we're just very dynamic. Like we have a lot of hobbies, so it's clearly not right something that's high on my chart. And I, yeah, I just do it for a living. So when you're a sex worker, Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other sex workers can agree with me to avoid burnout. It's really important that you have this balance. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to burn out pretty quick. Right. hundred percent. So um, I cut out the content creating due to that reason. And I yeah. just focus on my in-person and virtual sessioning. Oh, so, so you're not doing any content stuff. You're just doing sessions. Yeah, I just okay. do sessions. I don't do 
uh, any filming anymore. No OnlyFans. Yeah. OnlyFans kind of burned it for me. They, yeah. yeah. It's it honestly, it's not the place. People are using a lot of other yeah. pa- platforms now. I know I have yeah. a couple. I have a couple um, friends here in uh, Vancouver, sex workers, and OnlyFans is is really not the platform for them anymore. Fansly, um, many vids. There's a couple other ones. I don't know some of the other ones. Um, yeah. I mean, just for fans. There's a lot out there. Just for fans. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm kind of like the opposite of you. Like I'm starting to make content. I actually have I, there's stuff that we're doing that I won't talk about in the podcast, but I'm super excited about. It's so funny. Like you, I was doing all these kink things and filming and you were very focused on your personal life and not doing kink events mm-hmm. and COVID. And then here we're complete opposites. I'm, I, I still do sex work, yeah. you know, I'm a provider, but I don't do the content and I'm very focused on my balance and yeah. Yeah, my personal life, my fitness, my health, my my partner and our hobbies. And it's funny. <laughs> but that's what I like about the, like, that's what I like about the kink journey. We're still two super kinky people. Like, even right. though we may be at like, you know, even like if there's a time when you have more, you may be not going to as many events or doing as much stuff. You're still a super kinky person and whatever oh, else. I'm a pervert. I'm a walking pervert. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about something. I mean, my summer, I'll just give it a, um, I mean, for the most part, my summer was, I've been, to, well, first of all, the fetish weekend, Vancouver fetish weekend. Oh, yes. Oh. That was, yeah. yeah I've seen your photos. You guys sent me some photos. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, you know, met people that, I've known only online for a long time and then people I know here in the community. So it's really cool to connect with people that way. Plus just a festival is just a cool vibe. You go from event to event. And then of course the after parties are a whole nother ball game. And then, yeah, I mean, I've been hitting July was a little tough for me because I was, I didn't have a, a I had to move. So I didn't have a place. I was a couch surfing literally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, June was busy for me. And then August was just, yeah, a bunch of parties. Uh, end of July was a fetish weekend. And I'm not really going, I maybe have something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some stuff off the air that, I want, that I'm going to be doing. Uh, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Anyway. So secretive. I can't I, say. I can't say. I can't say. No, it, I'm not going to say. Um, but there's some really fun things that I've got lined up. Two reasons, because I meet people who like listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but I'm so excited for uh, October because October, I I think I've already got four Halloween parties I'm going to in October. Are you gonna lock up for chastity? We talked about this. <sighs> I You're know. like, oh, I can do it. Like, on the hey, weekend. first of all, when I had and that I conversation like, with you, I was already like six beers deep. <laughs> bullshit. Of course, you'll do it on the weekday because I know what you do for a living. And then you get off work, you pretty much go to bed. So I was like, fuck that. You should do it on the weekend when you're trying to get some pussy and some ass. When it's really gonna suck being in chastity. Okay, but hang on a second. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna leave this for our chastity episode, our October episode, because we're gonna do one. But I mean, isn't the idea? I didn't think that the idea is about it sucking. Like, isn't there supposed to be some empowerment or some bullshit about it? I don't know. I'm not entirely it's subjective. Convinced. It's subjective to everybody. First of all, <laughs> I also have to. It? I have to find something that's gonna like. I have to find a device. So. Yeah. And then uh, you, you text me, you're like, well, it's going to suck if I get hard. Like what happens? And I was like, well, well, your problem, not mine. First of all, that's not how it sounds. <laughs> when you always <laughs> imitate me, you're like, okay. So I've been going through our back catalog quite a bit for clips right going through the patreon episodes and some of our older episodes and i was listening to one today where i was pissing myself laughing but i want to bring it up and i want people to check it out because i've had people mention this episode to us before our kink scale episode 
it's a deep cut. It's like August 2020. Like long ago. Okay, your kink scale. There was one, and it, it was hilarious because our last episode was referencing. There was one time when we were talking about listing on the kink scale, and I mess I mentioned breastfeeding and breast milk, and you went, that's like a 10. That's disgusting. <laughs> and then literally our last episode that we recorded was is daddy red lactated. <laughs> I just I think tit milk is the most disgusting smelling thing. Yeah. It's oh, no, just, it's, it's, it's like it can when be it dries rancid. and it's, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like all baby clothes and all babies smell like dried milk. Oh, I can't do it. I can't. Okay. Do it. So, so, so further from, I mean, how much do you want to tell us last time you were, we had a whole episode of you trying to lactate. So I ended up breaking out with hormonal acne oh. on my jawline and my period was getting messed up. And I was like, yeah, this isn't cool. So well, yeah, because anyways, I mean, it was true. It must've been triggering a certain amount of hormones, right? Maybe some progesterone or something, yeah. but I ended up, I had to take birth control when I went to Egypt because it was going to be on my cycle mm, and I'm not going to yeah, be yeah. Yeah. In a hot, gross environment on my rag to be quite frank and transparent. <laughs> so uh, I was taking birth control and then I stopped that T2. And then I had to do like a clear, like a total re hormone yeah. balancing. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't no. happen, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, let's leave it to the mothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should redo. I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but at the same time, like, is it really worth havocing my body? No, I, I don't think so at all. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the problem, right? Like, what I would like to do, because like doing like ABDL play, it's like hot when you're like milking and stuff is I would like. They've got to make some kind of prosthetic tits that you can wear. Oh, hundred percent. Like milk bags, and then like yeah, because there's lots of people that pull off that. Oh, for sure, because there are there are there are people that are like you know, trans uh, trans individuals that are wanting that, and they they there's, wear that. There's got to be something out there. I've tried because looking it up. I couldn't find anything. I bet you like, you should look like under training breastfeed training devices. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe I could make something myself where like you have bags and then like two right. like, pump as you suck it. I don't know. I this is the shit I think about when I sit at work all day bored. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, I'm thinking what we need to do, it, not today. We need to do an updated King Scale episode. Okay. Because just going through that episode, there was a couple things that we talked about. We talked about scat play, and there was things about scat, and you're like, eh. And like, I'm like, you've changed your mind on and that. Now, and now I'm like, who wants to wear hazmat suits and have a diarrhea squirt gun fight? <laughs> um, for the record, I've had nobody, nobody want to do. I reached out to like my play partners in the past, and they were all like, mm, I think that's a red daddy. Sorry. <laughs> That's a hard limit for most people. It's and a yeah, I'm thinking that it might be have to. I think that might have to be something I have to write the jackass team in and be like, "Hey guys, I'm a dominatrix in Kelowna. Ooh, you yeah. guys want to like shit in some squirt guns and have a fight? Can't find anyone to do it with." <laughs> I might get. Uh, I think I might do be doing some uh, cake smashing filming it mm, nice yeah i've I think done the that was... twice last week in sessions i had a birthday really? client yep yeah, yeah. i had a birthday client they got to wear cake and um i got to piss all over on their face and wash the cake off Ooh. Mm. and then i had an abdl session where we had cake smashing that sounds fun. It was fun. Um, so what do you want to talk about today? I actually had somebody um, 
right in the podcast and just so happened. I was like, Oh, before we get into this, I want to, I want to say one thing we have, a, a, I know a really good listener and they're listening now. And when I posted that we're recording, I re I reposted your tweet that you put out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But recording today. And then they, um, they mentioned they liked it and said, Oh, that's an awesome birthday present. It's their birthday today. So I think we should shout them out. I'm going to shout out their Instagram handle, which is Raylin. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Too bad we didn't have a cake. Yeah. Well, take the cake and smash it in your face, record it, and send it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be hot. Fun. Yeah, it would be hot. Okay, what, so we had mailbag. So what'd someone say? Yeah, this is a mailbag. It says, good morning. I would like to start off by saying how much I'm a fan of all of your work. It is an absolute pleasure to listen to your podcast with open. My partner, female, wants to be more assertive in her day-to-day -day life. And her sister-in-law and I've been talking about strap-ons and pegging. She told her that her friends was doing it and that if she used one on me, male, that it would help her feel more powerful. Oops, sorry. Short story long, I was wondering if you had any book recommend, can't talk, if you had any book recommendations mm -hmm. that I can get her to feel more dominant in our relationship. We are working towards a more open relationship for her and I to open to an FLR style, but she doesn't know much about it. So I'd love for her to know more. I so hope FLR this message, is a uh, female-led female relationship. Okay. Hope this message finds you well and you were not affected by the fires badly. Nice. Because <clears throat> it's literally across the street from me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about that too. And I'm glad you're safe. I'm good. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I did share some book recommendations to them. Um, I don't have them with me now. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ruby Ryder, who's heavily um she's essentially just a pegging podcast. Yeah, you've mentioned peggingparadise.com. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about when partners would like their wives or partners to peg them. How do you communicate that? How do you bring that up? Mm -hmm. um, how do you get over the dominant submission aspects? Because um, women sometimes struggle with, you know, naturally most women are submissive in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Due to society and upbringing and other Lo Lots of races. factors, yeah. There's too many factors to list. Yeah. And um and some people just, you know, they'll do pegging because their partner wants them to, but at the end of the day, some people just aren't into it. Yeah. So, um, I think being like, I'm naturally a dominant woman, but mm -hmm. that's not to say I have sometimes felt silly or insecure or, or submissive, mm -hmm. but overall in my dated life, dated life day-to-day -day life i'm pretty independent and very dominant yeah it's true blood. um i have no problem taking an assertive lead but reflecting on that what they wrote in and i mentioned i think a lot of women struggle with they just feel silly like they feel stupid mm -hmm. right because you're role playing in a way when you do BDSM, you're seen like you're yeah. role playing this fantasy and doing something new and exciting with your partner. And I've been there too, where you just sometimes you're like, well, what if I do something wrong? Or I, yeah, like it's, it, they're, they feel very, I think there's a vulnerability, right? Like, totally. Like, if I could like interject for a second, like I know it was, I had a partner that was taking, um, uh, belly dancing classes and they were loving it and then I asked them to show me and they were so they felt so silly they were giggling and they felt so embarrassed about it and I kind of almost had to like turn away for them to kind of get into it so I think that I think yeah like 
there, there's a real vulnerability. And, and I think you're right. Like a, a lot of people are worried about looking stupid, mm-hmm. right? Looking dumb. And it's also too, I don't know this couple's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he is maybe the more dominant one, the relationship, right? Maybe, maybe he, yeah. he's more of the provider and she looks up to him for security that could be another thing. And then here you're switching the roles and that mm-hmm. dynamic. It's like, Oh, wait a Which minute. Which is hot and cool. Yeah, totally. So that could be another reason where this person is used to being submissive. And then here you're taking on a role that's not your natural nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that could be another, an, another possibility. I would say, and I know we've talked about this in a, a previous episode in the past where someone had issues with topping because they felt silly and goofy. Yeah, yeah. And I would say topping and dominance are kind of similar in the aspect of your your giving and the bottom or submissives receiving. There is a difference like with dominant and submission, there's a power exchange that's mm-hmm. topping and bottom, which pegging is topping and bottom. Mm-hmm. Your receiver is the bottom and your giver top is the mm-hmm. peggy or person yeah. pegging. Yeah. So it, being comfortable and confident with that role. And I think that just comes with growing confidence and comfort within yourself is the basis first. Yeah. I mean, I think really, in trying anything new kink wise, and let's just say is sex wise, like there has to be, I think you really both have to work on creating a safe environment. Um, and by safe, I mean, I'm not necessarily talking about health wise, but I think from a mental standpoint where everyone feels safe about trying and doing something. So I don't think you can expect, yeah, this person's going to come in head to toe latex, big high heel boots, with a big massive cock ready to fuck you and then take that role on. That's why you hire an escort. If you just want to get up there right away. But if you want to a dominatrix, see... <laughs> sorry, I meant dominatrix, but like, but I mean, th- I think there are ways to kind of get into that role. I'll tell you there's, there's a Twitter account I follow and I don't know it off the top of my head where pretty much they post hanging videos every day and I fucking love it. And, and quite long ones. But most of the stuff that they um, post is actual very sensual. So like their pegging is less of a, it's less of a dominant role. It's more like this is, this is like just two people fucking. So maybe that's how they, right. Like maybe that's how they can start out. Right. Like, and especially depends on who knows how much the bottom has stretched and played and please check out our pegging episodes and 2.0. They can get lots of information on that, but maybe they're, maybe it can just be more of a, Hey, let's just see where it is. And more of a central thing rather than the, like the, the, the role play going number one. I mean, obviously maybe they want that, but like, to think well, that it's said that like, they would like to be more dominant day to day. Yeah. yeah. I believe is what it said. Yeah. And doing that activity, it may, it, I love it. I mean, there are, everybody's different. There's some mm-hmm. people that, you know, don't, uh, because for lots of different reasons, maybe yeah. the partner's pressuring it too much. And mm-hmm. they're just like, um, I, maybe the fear of missing out, like you're yeah, giving this bottom so much pleasure. And you're like, well, when am I going to get my pussy licked and fucked? Sure. <laughs> Right. And there's ways around that, right? They have devices where you both can enjoy right. the pleasure, right? Or um, there's like, do this and then, you know, then do something for the other person. Who knows? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Communication, I think, is really key where not pushing the activity onto the partner, well, but I, telling yeah. them how much you think about them maybe doing it and fantasizing about it. And I, I, to me, it is a very empowering activity. I love it for multiple reasons. I like it because I I am taking control and I'm naturally a top in my bedroom intimate life. Um, 
I also, not only is it the power exchange and I like and enjoy watching my cock go inside and out. I think it's really hot. I really enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I do. I love watching it. Oh man, it's so hot. (laughs) I really, if it's an intimate partner that I'm really involved with, like a a relationship or, you know, an intimate, not clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it turns me on hearing them getting the pleasure from what I'm doing to them. And I'm sure men get the same way when they're eating out. Oh my God. I love, love, love eating pussy. And it is the, I just, I love doing it and I enjoy hearing how much they're loving it. And I'm able to, and I'm able to pleasure this person and like the oh, like it's a power for me it's like uh, what i'm doing what i'm doing right now is bringing this per- like yeah and yeah. there's it's it's i love it that's the huge part that i really enjoy when they make sounds and they're getting into it and they're telling me i'm hot with my cock and they love when i pound their ass and i enjoy the dirty talk in between with that um it really strokes my ego <laughs> <laughs> so in those two aspects is why i really enjoy it and i find it empowering right i think too what's really important is to speak about the dynamic of their relationship which only they know but there are a couple of things they like should be aware of number one um may change your relationship it probably will change your relationship and you have to be ready that it it could change it for the worse right like it may it may like someone doing them doing that action or you receiving that action from it especially in a long-term relationship there there may be feelings that they're not they're not sure are going to come up in it Right. So maybe after it's being done, one of them may feel that it like I've I've had people say to me, like, let's say they have kids together. Right. And okay. then they're like, you know, I would feel I don't know if I could feel good doing that to the mother of my children or, you know, if this is the, you know, or the father of my children or this or that being done. So it this may not be the case. And we don't know their their relationship or, or family style, but just generally speaking for audience members listening, is they have to be prepared for that. They have to, and the only really way they can do it is again, like we talked about, is talking, talking. So definitely afterwards they need to be having conversations. I would play devil's advocate and maybe it might grow closer. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. I mean, yeah. you and I, especially on a kink level, how much it brings richness to our lives we're right. nerds for it. we talk about right. it um but, but it's it, a vulnerable it may, activity <laughs> it's a vulnerable activity right there's let's let's take it from a, a vanilla point of view like i've had you know years ago i've had guys that were saying like you know they didn't like when their wife would give them a blow job because it felt that it degraded that the mother of their kids to them not saying that's the case it may not come in and it's a different role, but again, if this is, you're coming into it, these are the discussions that you should be having about it. And even when you hit it, doesn't mean it's like, oh, we can't do it. Or, or may it may be like, hey, okay, we can't, we can't visit this right now, right? I know like my wife did not like the fact that I love playing with my ass. Hmm. Like there was a couple things I did completely turned it, turned it off for her and I was just like but she loved me playing and fucking her ass interesting yeah so um just just again just a thing to think about and talk about for sure for sure yeah I did um find those books actually which ones um one of my favorites, I think they were going to make a movie. I don't know if they did. Pegging? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. We have to be in that movie. <laughs> well, it was about pegging, but it's um, about FLR stuff. Mm. And I think they were going to make, or they were, 
I don't know if it got released because I remember I talked to you and I emailed them to see if they would be a guest talking about FLR. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Never heard anything back, but yeah. um, it's called A Woman's Guide to a Female-Led Relationship, Victoria West. Mm-hmm. Another good one's Around Her Finger by Ken Addison. Mm. And then um, At Her Feet, I hope I don't butcher this name. Tammy, Joe, Eckhart, and Fox. Well, we can put it in the in the description the of the the podcast description. So um, you'll send me those links, and I'll make sure to put them in the podcast. I will. And I think his name. I follow him on Twitter. It's his name's Cooper. They just came out with the pegging book here last year. Ooh. Um. I'm pretty sure I'm just. I mean, to be honest, like since we've started this podcast, pegging is quote unquote becoming mainstream. Yeah, it is. It is. It is definitely talked about a lot more amongst just the general public and in, you know, TV, movies, whatever else. Yeah, it's the pegging book by Cooper Beckett. And oh, I cool. believe his partner. Here it is. The Pegging Book by Cooper Beckett and Lindsay Miller. A complete guide to anal sex with Ooh. a strap-on dildo. You should put Damn. that in the show notes. Yeah, we're gonna put them all. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes. Um, I should read this stuff up. I got yeah. I I definitely <laughs> I had someone that was talking about pegging the other day and um, I'm like, I need to just start practicing. Oh God, here we go. (laughs) If so, if you're in this person's shoes. Yeah. From your perspective, I mean, you've been pretty, you're what you've been with a partner who's, well, she's pretty dominant actually. Now that I think of it. Your ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, my ex-wife, dude. That was my first dom without me knowing. Like, it. what? What would you? How would you approach your partner in this? So I think, like, like what? What would be in the conversation that you would have if you wanted to do something? Help them explore their dominant side as a male, right? Um, and also maybe you want to explore strap-on play because there's two aspects to this. Yeah. It's the, the yeah, strap-on right. thing, but and then an the, FLR. Main, the main purpose is to make them feel more dominant because they want to do yeah. this activity to feel more empowerment. So how would you start or what would you put into that conversation? You know, I think, well, I mean, being in a, being in a long-term relationship one of the things is you have a history of sexual exploration, hopefully, right? As a couple, maybe there's times where it gets stale, but for the most part, you're usually trying and doing new things. So I think, um, I don't think there was ever a point where we were, I mean, I wasn't educated or, um, I'm going to use the word um, bold enough to like have like a conversation and be like, Hey, let's sit down and talk about this. Now that's what I advocate for people to do now, but I know like it's a hard thing to do. So I think it's really probably whenever we were trying things, it's when we'd be away on vacation or we, you know, it would be like anniversary thing or maybe we got to go away for the weekend. So we weren't around the kids. It was just us. And so in those times is where I definitely would be like, Hey, you know, let's do something fun. We'd be, you know, drinking wine. We would be spending a lot of time together. Right. And so it's more, you already, it was already like a connection. It was, I think if you like, you need to pick your time to do this. You're not going to do it while the person's cooking dinner. Right. And like, 
in a, in a busy day, everyone just got back from work. You've already like are spending time with this person, know their love languages. So the love language of my wife was quality time, right? So I've already was spending time with this person. We were connecting and then that's where you can approach different things you want to try and do. I mean, some of the, the biggest conversations is when we opened up and went poly, which was a conversation first brought up by her. But I mean, that was probably the only time that we had, we had like the most open conversation ever on a Sunday morning, drinking coffee. Having but, your quality time together. But right? that was quality time. There was no one else around. The kids were wherever the kids were off or doing something, or maybe at a sleepover or something, whatever. <laughs> but again, that was the quality time. And it was just, so I think like that's the approach that I would be would be advocating for anyone who may be submissive in nature and whether or not you're obviously this person is submissive submissive or wants to have a submissive role because they're talking about it already. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, or what worked well to movies. Like like, porn or just like watching. No, no, my, my, we, there was times we watched porn, but she did not enjoy like, watching like hardcore porn. There would be time that we'd put it on. But, you know, like watching like whatever would be like a sexy movie. So I remember we watched um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, now, whatever. But like for a vanilla couple, that's like, ooh, this is exciting. So, or I don't know, whatever. Whatever kind of softcore, romantic kind of movie so would you say during a hot scene or something like "Ooh, i would like it if you tried that on me yeah something like that or or something along those levels right or like oh my god it would be so hot if you did that to me you're you're much nicer than i am i completely objectify my partner and make him feel like a piece of meat I don't time things. I'm like the worst partner in the world. No, <laughs> It'll be like not. a long, stressful day of work. And I'm just like, hey, by the way, I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, look, but that speaks to like, look, maybe that's, their, maybe that's the kind of couple they are. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no. maybe You're totally, totally right. Like there's a time and a place, right? right? And I even get like a lot of clients where they say my wife's not very, or my partner is not very sexual. Like how do I get them to engage in more sexual activities? I'm always wanting it, but they're too tired or whatever. And I explained to them that sometimes some people, like I'm a woman who my environment needs to be nice. So if the candles are lit and it's chill, good. But if it's like chaos and there's, trash around and the house is met. like it's hard for me to like let go uh, shockingly yeah, that's, that's going to be on your mind right totally. if the laundry's piled up on the bed totally right right but it's and then you know some women just they want to be pampered or bring them some flowers make them feel special like every I mean, uh, yeah. woman's different every, so yeah we can't say for sure every woman is different in how the, the best way to approach it but, but I mean, we're talking about a long-term relationship or a long-term partner where you're wanting, we're, we're, we're assuming that they're cohabitating, that they have like an enmeshed life together. Like For sure. person right now dating, I just got to be on the app or whatever and be like, oh my God, I saw this picture be fucking hot because that, that's the kind of relationship it is. You're, it's more something where you're just talking about doing, you aren't in a long-term relationship you're just you know there may be booty calls or whatever else but we're talking about how do you Mm. help your partner feel more dominant and confident so they're willing to do these activities so you have the conversation and stuff but like what what active things would you do so for me like i really slip into like a submissive role really easily and like if you talk to people like a fetish dynasty and some people who are very uh submissive and who like playing with dominant uh 
we're going to say females because that's generally the the people that we're, we're playing with. There's a way that you can kind of get into that role. So like, I'll sometimes go up to them and be like, you know, let's say I'm at a play event, you know, I'll be like, grab my collar and they'll grab my collar. And then I'll just be like, I'll just kind of like slink and like come up behind them. Or, you know, you'd be like, what I find is if you can get into a moment where they're kissing, I find like when they're, they're kissing and like they're making out, I'll just be like in their ear, be like, pull my hair, right? Or bite my lip. So you're topping from the bottom all the time, aren't you? No, I'm trying not to. But I mean, like, and so you can, and then they do it. And then I'm going to naturally go into that, that state where it's like, so um, like, yeah, you're, you're going to kind of go into that role. So then. Do you give words of affirmation telling them, oh yeah, I like that. And I like it like that. Oh, you amazing. Or yeah. Be like, oh my God. That was so fucking hot. I'm goddamn hard right now. Feel it. I'm wet. Like those kind of things. <laughs> oh wait, it's a little, way. it's a little gherkin for you. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know. I love fucking uh, with you. <laughs> I do. I gotta say, I do miss the fucking bullshit. Some of our episodes, fuck, we we fucking razz the shit out of each other sometimes. I still do. <laughs> I sent you some fishing pictures last week. You fish? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think to kind of like bring to wrap it all up is communication, communication, communication. Think about how you want to bring it up and set the scene, set like not necessarily the scene that you want to, that you want to play, but like set the environment, make it a good time. And it's really going to be about wherever you can be a one-on-one connection with that person. Yeah, Maybe it's over dinner, whatever the case, we talked about different ways. Choose the appropriate time to talk about. Maybe it is while you're fucking like maybe, but who knows? And you know, there's been lots of times where I pegged <laughs> and you fall off the bed and things yeah. don't go as sexy as oh, it is. Sex it is just, funny. You're both just laughing and throwing a pillow Holy. at each other after that and just having a good time. Like, and I actually, I was just thinking that alleviates the pressure. I actually was just thinking another um, good thing is like go into a sex shop together. Yeah, shopping. For that cock shop, together. Shop, shop in a sec, go to a sex shop. There's less and less of them around. Maybe go to a lingerie store, not the same. Like go to something. Shopping online too is hot and fun. Yeah, you can shop online together. Right. The, the, that, so that's a kind of a fun, cool thing. Yeah. Right. You know, hey, maybe we should just try it, you know. I do a fun thing with my partner um, when it's like once a month we usually do like, it's, you know how, like when you're a little kid, you watch cartoons together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ours is, we pick it. We take turns picking a porno. That's cool. He, they, he picks something that he likes. Yeah. And then we'll watch it. And then like the next following month, I'll be like, Oh my God, I just saw this like hot mistress Odette med scene <laughs> and we'll buy it and watch it together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun way. Like, where we share each other's, I mean, we both know each other's stuff, but it's just, you start learning. There's things that I do learn more about my partner, what they're into that they yeah. maybe didn't bring up. Totally. I, I don't think they feel insecure by any means. Cause I'm pretty uh, easygoing open book woman, but there's things that maybe they didn't know and just discovered about themselves. Like, oh, that'd be hot. We should try that or vice versa. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, to speak to the relationship and where you're going with it. So, I mean, that's, that's some, that's some suggestions for, for a long, for, the, for someone that's in a long-term relationship. And I'm uh, thinking we're talking about people that are like in some level, I mean, 
maybe cohabitating, maybe not, but their lives are pretty enmeshed. So. Yeah. But yeah. thank you so much for that, um, for that person that mailed it in or emailed it in and um, good luck to them. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, we didn't really, I don't know if we really answered a lot there, but it was a good conversation to have. I'm sure there's a lot of people that their partners want to be more dominant or they want to explore yeah. pegging and ass play, but I, I, that's not an uncommon question that I no. hear. I think you probably hear that <laughs> no. a lot. Like we've heard that type of question a ton. I'm sure. And yeah. like you said, you've already heard that from your clients at times, right? So lots of times, lots of yeah. times. And yeah. I, you know, I've had clients too, where their wife's tried it, but it's just not their dynamic. And they're that's what I'm saying at the end of the day, there's, at the end there's of the day, too many reasons may not go. Yeah. yeah. They may, you have to be okay with the fact that maybe that person just won't be into it. Yeah, totally. Or they yeah. tried a few times and they're like, Oh no, I really don't, don't give up trying something once is always my rule of thumb to kick. Would be right? nice. Yeah. Like if you try it, maybe it didn't kind of go great. Wait a couple months or, or six months or whatever, yeah. and give it a go again. I even tell that with clients who've never done any type of strap on or pegging, they see it in porn, they fantasize about it. And then when they do it with me, they're like, Oh, and I'm like, you know, if you try it with a partner, you're actually a relationship. It might be different. Like I'm a provider. You it's know a what? vulnerable activity. It very much is. I just don't give greatest, up on it. I just have the greatest idea and suggestion for them. Hmm. They should listen to the podcast together that we just had right yeah <laughs> be like i just listened to a great podcast you should listen let's listen to it together it's fun <laughs> go for it it's a lot of fun well my darling where can mm. our uh listeners find you they can find me on FET at OBAN1794, O-B-A-N-1794. And of course, I'm an Instagram slut at stockings, S-T dot A-L-K-I-N-G-S. I am at cometodaddyred.com. All my links to what social media and ways to get a hold of me are there. And we don't have, a, we don't have an Instagram anymore. No, they took us down. Woke ass our, motherfuckers. They've took our fucking Instagram down. They flagged us down for sex work and we're a podcast. Yeah. Like we're education and entertainment. Bullshit. I think I, I was in Egypt when you sent that to was. me because it's yeah. all tied to my personal number and the code. I, I tried to appeal it and whatever. <laughs> I know it's too, but Fuck whatever. Instagram. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. I wonder if he takes a pass. He's just a bitch. He's a control bitch. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't like Facebook. I don't like WhatsApp. I don't like Instagram. But I'm grateful Elon Musk took over Twitter. Yes. You loving it? Fuck yeah, I am. How do you find your Twitter engagement? Good? Or X engagement? All of that is analytics and bots yeah. and stuff like that and so if i don't post anything because i'm not on there regularly like you know no. how i am with social media i live in the real world most of the time <laughs> i have too many hobbies to to stare at a screen and scroll but like yeah. when i feel like perving yeah. I, or i'll schedule my tweets and you know my regular submissives might retweet or make a comment i engage with them <clears throat> i I like Twitter, but again, it's the whole analytics that I don't like is when you don't post anything for a while, you don't mm. exist. You can't be found. Uh, you don't exist. So it forces you to be addicted to the platforms where you're posting regularly. It's what they want. They want people posting constantly. It's what they and want. That, that bores me. Like I see the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's and it why just, they just, yeah. They need doesn't to interest me. Go to your website. Or come and see me on Instagram. But I one complaint I will have is I don't like how it says who you follow and you're suggested. And it shows me a bunch of crap of suggested stuff. And I have no interest. There's a reason why I follow who I follow because I like 
and I don't follow randos. Like, show me that shit that I'm interested in. Yeah, show you that. Go get fucked. (laughs) That's actually that's the main reason I'm not on social media because it's just ads and sponsorships and suggestions, and I'm not one. If I'm not interested, I don't care. So. Yeah, that's but, my but my rant and rave. <laughs> that's my rant and rave of why I'm not on it. Like fat life's not like that. I like fat life. I can go on there. There's no ads or suggestions, or they're out of the way. They're on the yeah, side. Yeah, and I actually can perv on the things that I'm following. I know, the, but I I, like I don't that. find I can I can't connect well on fat life. I never I never can start conversation. But everyone's different. I everyone's think it's. Different. Maybe it's harder for men. Obviously, when a woman posts a post, yeah, you guys like, just get bombarded. Fucking flies on honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best thing for me, any kind of connection, going out, going to events, yeah, going, going to people's houses. It's the best way is going to a munch. You're gonna meet that, people. Go to a munch. Just go to an like go out for dinner with people. Yeah. Just um, get over that fear with people. Yeah, thing. that's like, where I meet everybody. Wild dreams talked about you know going to yeah. a munch and oh, totally. just get over it and that's the best way once you yeah. once you just crack the iceberg you'll be fine so uh speaking of crack the iceberg so i guess we're gonna have to talk off air about this whole october thing eh yeah i think you should <laughs> do it i wonder if is you wild have, like... coming down to vancouver in the next little while i thought i haven't spoke to him in over two years a year and a half i have no idea Mm, I thought I saw something where he might be coming down. Anyways, yeah. Honestly, I, try- I think the last time we hung out was when I left the episode. Mm. To well, be quite honest. Maybe. That's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of like the last time I ever hung up. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. We actually haven't we haven't seen each other in person yet, though, have we? No. Because no. you moved out there. I know I was supposed to come down last weekend, but all this bullshit going on, fires yeah. and road closures and And I'm all over the place in BC. Yeah. So. so well for now, thank goodness for social media and technology. We can do Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> God. I love your technology rant that like you used it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> hey y'all, keep Take it kinky. Keep it freaky. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay, end the meeting.